may I introduce to you Jigglebutt Homeboy, who likes to get down, down, funky down. <laughs> down, down, all the way to town, yeah. Shaking that booty. Got them cyclist's legs. <laughs> may I introduce to you Erica Woodhall, who was that cute girl you saw at the local folk night at the um, local bar. And this is High Expectations. Are you ready for this one? We are ready. And that was like a really fun starter. And then we're going to talk about something that's a real downer. You know that meme where there's that car about to turn to the off ramp? And it's like, that way, fun episode. And it's like, downer episode. And the <laughs> meme, the car's not turning off on the downer episode. No! But it's so entertaining. Yes, we'll try to make it interesting. We haven't done it yet, but <laughs> I imagine so. The concept behind this episode was that we wanted to talk about loneliness. And I know loneliness is probably one of the worst feelings, if not the worst. What do you think is the worst feeling? Grief. Loneliness is up there, though. Definitely up there. Yeah. Grief, loneliness. Or what's even worse than loneliness is if you're feeling lonely. Mm hmm. You just wish you could hang out with people. That's like an okay loneliness. But it's when you've tried to hang out with people and they don't want to hang out with you. So then you're alone. It's even worse loneliness. Yeah, this is a downer episode. It's like rejection loneliness. <laughs> oh my god. Rejection loneliness. I think people don't talk about loneliness enough. I think what is the saddest thing about loneliness is that it's so off-putting as well. And I don't know the psychology behind that. But if you get the idea that somebody is lonely, then you're just sort of like, oh, I might catch the lonelies. I like, you know, we've been calling them the lonelies. Mm. And I think there's been times in both of our lives where we've felt really disconnected from our communities and our friends and felt really lonely. And I think it's really relatable that sometimes I get this feeling where I'm like, I just want to talk to somebody or connect or hang out with somebody, but I can't think of anyone to do that with. Mm. Like, say, you're busy living your life and so are some of my other close friends and then I'm just like who do I actually hang out with though and I'm really fortunate and have not felt like that for a long time but last year I remember feeling lonely quite a bit especially after like filling the void after my breakup I remember feeling hideously lonely yeah and like there should be a line that you can call up just to have a chat with a stranger there should be and in New Zealand now there is is it like a counselling thing? There's definitely, not, a, there's definitely a counselling yeah, line. It's not, it can be used as like counselling, but it's also, if you just want to chat about whatever, they'll chat to you about whatever. Oh, what's that? It's that like 1371. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, sweet. I thought that was like free counselling. It is, but yeah. it's also just chat. If you just want to talk to someone about it, have a yarn, Yeah. you can ring them up. I remember I used that recently. I was so grateful for it. But That's yeah, good. I think like grief... Like, one of the, some of the things we've mentioned, I think people don't really want to talk about loneliness, but we all feel it sometimes. And sometimes even when you're in relationships or you're out with... Even when you're out with your friends or at a party sometimes, you can feel disconnected and lonely. I think it would be cool if we just, like, talked about times that we've experienced that feeling and what we would maybe do differently or, like, what we think looking back or how we can compare now. And some strategies for dealing with loneliness. 
Jason said that this is like an improv class. I just laid out the whole episode, so let's fucking do this. Do it. All right, let's share some fucking stories. <laughs> we were really sad and lonely. This is going to be a ball. It's having a good time, having a good time. Because there's been times when I've been like, sort of between friend groups, sort of not. Same. Sort of like transitioning away, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I've got through phases in my life of being sort of anxious about the weekend or not being anxious about the weekend. That means that during the week, I would see people at work, I would see friends at school, whatever. The weekend would come and there's no guarantee I'll have anything to do. And for an extrovert like me, that could be annoying. Mm-hmm. And so then I would like get more like closer friends and we'd like regularly hang out on like a Saturday night or Friday night, like whatever. It would just be like, we don't know what we're going to be doing, but we'll do something because we always do. And you get into that comfortable space of being like, yep, we weekends aren't scary anymore because something's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's exciting that I don't know. And then things can change. You know, friends might leave or you break up with someone or friends change. And that dynamic can be different again and get back into that. But after a while, I like to think that you can recognize that it's only temporary and you can learn to do things that are more of an indulgent hobby for yourself that you might not necessarily do with your friends anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can use that time to do your own thing, knowing that it's not going to be forever, because it never is. There could be times when I was just really desperate to hang out with people, and so you look at your like friend list on like Facebook or chat programs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've done this so many times. And you think, okay, they're overseas, they're local, but they're busy, or they're on holiday. And so you, you pick like some people who are around, and you measure them all. What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? <laughs> I don't think yeah. a lot of people would actually do that. I think it's really cool that you actually do that. Yeah, like reach You're out. really good at initiating. Because for me, I was like, I'm going to sit at the bed. I'm lonely. I wish I could hang with someone. I haven't like, made the effort to do it. At least I know that if nothing happens, I tried. So that's tip number one. Yeah, reach out like, to people. Reach out to people. I think that if you're asking yourself, why does no one want to hang out with me? Or why does no one talk to me? The first question you need to ask yourself is, do I talk to them? Mm-hmm. Do I reach out to them? If you initiate, your life will just change. Mm. You'll just be spoilt for choice. Yeah, start initiating. Yep. Now, this can be bad. Just very occasionally, no one was able to hang out. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in that particularly sort of desperate for company space, that can always make me feel worse. Yes. And I'm like, I tried, but no one's around. I really am alone in the world. And, uh, and I had like, a few New Year's Eves in a row where I didn't really see anybody. And I just felt quite lonely as a result of that. And then, like, things got better and it was all fine. But usually, someone else is, like, feeling like you. They wish they had something to do. And they'll be stoked to get an invite, and then you can hang out. And even if it's not that night, they might be like, I can't do tonight, but I wonder if I'll see you, like. And you can follow up with how about, you know, Tuesday night or Monday night or whatever. And then you have something to look forward to, which can help with loneliness as well. But I used to be really kind of self-tormenting when I was, like, in a lonely thing. Because I would do that classic thing of blaming yourself for why mm. you're lonely. Mm-hmm. and it's everyone else is doing it to you or because you're not good enough to hang out and there was like two sort of like pop culture clips that would play through my head okay <laughs> which is one is Gollum from the Two Towers movie no saying like oh I knew this was going to make me feel feelings like you don't have any friends <gasps> nobody likes you oh and the Green Day album American Idiot has a bit of a motif that runs through a couple of songs. It has this little poem kind of taunting you. There's, um, nobody likes you. Everyone left you. They're all out without, without you. you. Having, having fun. fun. 
And I just think, yep, they're all out there having fun and I'm just alone because no one likes me. Which wasn't true. But no, the tormenting brain made me think that. <sighs> so those were lonely times. I remember being lonely a lot as a kid, especially. I think as an adult, my personality has just really blossomed and people... I don't know, it's almost like I surprised myself all the time with how popular I am and how much people actually like me because I'm like fun and bubbly and funny and all of these things that I've cultivated over the years and actually thoughtful and intelligent and caring. I don't know what it is, but kids don't like any of that shit. They don't like, they don't like thoughtful kids. They don't like different kids. They don't like queer kids. They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't like any of that shit. And I remember being left out of groups a lot as a kid, particularly with other girls. Like, I think that's the number one bullying tactic for girls, just leaving you out. So, yeah, and I definitely relate to that whole between friend groups thing, because as a teen, it honestly took me until I was about 17 before I found friends that I actually genuinely loved hanging out with. I remember I had this one group of friends when I was about 14 or 15, maybe, and I'd go and hang out with them in the art classes. And I think they just really didn't like me after a while, but their way of communicating that was to just, I'd sit there and they'd just literally ignore me. And I got to the point, Mm. I know, (laughs) and I got to the point where I was like, fuck this, like, these people don't appreciate me. And I left and I went started hanging out with some other people, but that wasn't the right fit either. Yeah, like, I wish somebody told me, like, well, you're just a bit different, yo, and you'll grow into yourself and you'll meet awesome people just be open to it and start loving yourself but no one fucking tells you to love yourself when you're a kid Hmm. that's like a real shame (laughs) i couldn't quite feel fully immersed in like one friend group at sort of school Mm -hmm. i just sort of kept like hovering between like several yeah and some days feeling accepted other days feeling like it wasn't me and just sort of just not really finding my people yeah i felt exactly the same Mm. for a long time yeah, it's only really now that I'm like, you don't need a group of friends. Like, we do have a group of friends, mm-hmm. which is really cool, but it's not like we have to hang out as a group. Uh, I think those, like, one-on-one individual friendships, that kind of fulfills you because you're being friends with people on your own terms. I, the one thing I was going to say when you were talking about, like, messaging everyone and seeing if they're about to hang out, maybe this isn't good for everyone, but one thing that really helps me is actually my overseas friends I've really, like, built strong bonds with them or even people who live in different parts of the country because you can just pick up the phone and you can chat and they'll message you and you can build up a real friendship without ever having seen each other. Sure, yeah. Given, like, the kind of world we live in now. And also because they're living in different foreign countries, sometimes alone, sometimes they're struggling, they need a friend. So it's actually, like, a real prime time to build friendship with them. Sure, yeah, and the time, even like the time zone differences, can work in your favor. Yeah, totally. And not in their favor because maybe you're home on a Friday night, and they're lonely on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, or other way around, or chat to you, or they're like staying up late, feeling lonely on a Saturday night, but you're just chilling on a Sunday afternoon, and you'll chat to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. It's a good tip about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, have some, I have really long, long-term friendships from people I just bonded with online. Yeah, totally. And You're like a great example of that. In person several times, and you sort of maintain that. It's yeah, great. yeah. And it gives you something to look forward to, like places you, like aspirational places you want to mm. visit and stuff. Just like I was talking to my friend this morning, and 
he's like, I might come visit you. And I'm like, hopefully one day I can visit you. And like, you know, one day they might become more concrete. Mm. And it's just really exciting. We have so many friends all around the world from podcasting as well. We do, yeah. That really opens up like these different channels and experiences. Yeah, yeah. It's like the other night when we were hanging out with someone we know and they said they lived in Guam and we were like, we know someone in Guam. Yeah. <laughs> we know Jasmine. <laughs> Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Shout out again. <laughs> <laughs> there is, like, you were basically identifying, like, you've legitimately been rejected, so it reinforces your fears. Mm. And then I think something I suffer from a lot is the unfounded anxiety about loneliness and that you're alone. I think, like, I have plenty of friends and plenty of people would want to hang out with me and like me, but I'm just like, do I really have any connections to any of these people? And I don't necessarily go through every single person and initiate. I just get stuck in this hole where I look at all of the people I talk to on Facebook. This has happened to me in the past, and I'm just like, there's no one I want to talk to. There's no one I want to connect with. There's, like, nothing out there for me. No one likes me. Aww, relatable. Yeah. One thing, especially if somebody like Majors left my life and they've left that big kind of void, this concept is like very specific to the non-monogamy community, but I think it's just so cool that I want to talk about it. Can I talk about it? Sure. Um, It's called solo poly, and the idea is basically that you are in potentially relationships with lots of different people, but you're not necessarily in what you'd call like an anchor partnership or you don't necessarily have a primary partner, whatever terms you want to use. You don't have one conventional relationship where you live together. You like um, at the end of the day, if there's no one to go on a date with, no one to hang out with, you can date yourself. So you got yourself and your books and, you know, hanging out alone. And that's like, that's what I understand from the concept anyway. And I think that if we all kind of approach life like that, regardless of whether or not you had a partner or best friends or whatever like I have me I'm my own best friend like I'm never lonely when I'm in my own company I know that's like a hard thing to do and it doesn't work for everyone but I think that concept is really beneficial and over the years Mm. I've really learned like I'm my own best friend I offer the best company as good as you basically Mm. but not better than you because you're amazing <laughs> it definitely does help when you're having a night to yourself because you've decided it, you've chosen it rather than it's well, if I'm bad with me and now I'm here by myself, I'm gonna make myself my nicest food I, I make. I'm gonna watch a very, you know, Jansen movie or a Rick Allen movie. Yeah. I'm gonna read some books for a while and go to sleep early, like have a great night. Yeah, totally. Whereas I might be like, Okay, I will either get some sort of takeaway that I it's like a special treat takeaway. Yeah. Or I'll make some, like, really nice pizza. Then I'll watch a movie. And then I'll probably, like, indulge in, like, real music nerd deep cut bullshit. <laughs> yeah. For a while. And maybe check to people if they're up late. But just really indulge in my own passions. Yes. Yeah. That's I think great. it... Yeah, that's, that's another tip I have. Like, know what things are that are good self-care for you and good treats for you. Like, I have similar things. Like, I watch my old favourite movies that are really good feel-good movies or reading books always makes me feel very centred or creating something, working towards a goal. Yeah, comfort food. I consider myself like a comfort food guru. I fucking love some pasta, mashed potatoes, roast chicken. Like, if I'm having comfort food, I'm fucking happy. 
That's another tip. Yay. I was gonna I was also gonna say another one. Okay, so like that whole nobody likes it, everyone hates your anxiety. I have mm. the same thing. I don't like have a specific song that I sing to myself in my head or <laughs> something. Your brain is so mean. It's like a scumbag brain meme. <laughs> but I have the same thing. It's like you don't really have any real friends. That's my one. Just like no one really likes you. Don't don't message them. You're bothering them. You bother everyone. That's what my brain tells me. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, this fucking happens all the time. I don't like it. So I'm going to write a goddamn list. These are, this is like an action plan because I'm very much a planner. So when I get the loneliness, I'm going to read over this list and I'm going to just like take my advice that I made up in a more centered place. Um, and it will just be things like, yeah, like do your treats, ask somebody for a hug or talk to some really close friends or let them know that you're really lonely, really lean in and then make those coffee dates that you've been meaning to for a while. But I haven't needed the list for a long time. And I feel pretty great about that. But yeah, I think like there's definitely times when I would have needed to hear this podcast to like hear that you are normal. You are liked. Yep. You just got a case of the lonelies. Yeah. Everybody feels lonely. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Breakups are the worst time for the lonelies because, like, that person's just, like, become your main friend or person sometimes. You spend all your time together. And sometimes, if you're not being particularly healthy, I'm just going to lay a judgment. I'm going to put a line in the sand. If you've pushed your friends away and spent all of your time with your partner and then your partner goes... What have you got left? What have you got left? Yeah. I guess that's another tip. Never push away your friends for it and, like... For a relationship. Very important to me and to Alan and good advice in general to schedule friend time that mm. doesn't include your partner mm-hmm. so that you have that connection maintained and you, you're off doing other things so you have something to talk about later on. Yeah, exactly. I always think of one person leaving your life as obviously a really hard time when you're going to be grieving and hurting and that's just inevitable, unfortunately. I like... Life is pain sometimes. There's a lot of pain in life and it's just pretty much how much you can tolerate it. But once you get past that, which you will, but I never find it better to hear that, you just realize this magical thing and it's like the space opened up in your life for other people to enter it. Or like people you already know to become closer. That's something that's happened to me recently, like after falling out with a really close friend and I was really gripping on to that relationship and it was kind of like just not meant to be anymore. I let that go and I just felt this, you know, I felt sadness and grief and all of that. But I also felt this real sense of relief because I wasn't gripping on to something that wasn't working anymore. And then because that space had been created, I could like bring in all these new people it's a really good thing to be able to do. But I think we hold on to friendships, not necessarily because they're serving us very well anymore, but out of fear of loneliness. Definitely, yes. And I've been, I don't want to say guilty of doing that before, but yeah, have, there comes a time where you get like a, a more healthy amount of really, really good, relatable friends that are healthy for you. And once that balance tips, you start to see the more toxic friend unhealthy friend for who they really are and then you can make the decision that I don't need them in my life because I will not be lonely without them and then you can move on totally yeah so if someone is lonely and they've looked at their friend lists and they've sent the messages out and like everyone's left town and no one's around 
what can someone do? <laughs> meetups. Yep. I've met great friends through meetups. Whether it's through like meetup.com or your local Reddit people or volunteering. Or your hobbies, like you were hobbies saying before. Really I've good. met so many friends through doing Zine Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Or other like volunteer organizations I've been part of. Yeah. I've done a lot of stuff over the years and it's led me to some really cool people. And to just like nothing, like people you make friends with on Facebook and never talk mm. to again. It's often like that when you go on those big tours overseas. Yeah. But <laughs> we've talked about this a lot. But I have also had friends who have made really good friends that way. Mm. Yeah. So like you never have to be alone. There's actual systems and organizations and groups set up that mean the that mean that you can meet people all the time. Yeah. So just ignore that voice in your head that's like, oh, you're always going to be alone and you're never going to meet people. Like, it is challenging. Yeah. Especially as an adult to meet people, but it's not impossible. Yeah. And it could be, you know, a local sports team or a social dancing thing where they need partners to partner with other people. Like, you know, ballroom dancing classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anything that will get you out of your house and talking to other people will lead to friendships. Because the hard truth is that no one's going to knock on your door and be like, do you want to be my friend? Damn. Because they don't know you're there and they don't know what you're interested in. <laughs> It'd be so cool if they did, though. It could be great or it could be annoying. But... <laughs> That's true. I was talking to my friend the other day and she was like, millennial's worst nightmare, somebody mm. knocking on the door unannounced. But yeah. <laughs> if you're alone and waiting for someone to come and sweep you off your feet, it's not going to happen. You've got to get out of the house. And engage you- with people. It reminds me so much of what you said this morning, though. Like, Jaslyn kept seeing this woman around. This was great a few years ago. And she was like, that person looks so cool. I really want to know that person. Mm-hmm. And then apparently, and I forgot that I did this, I said, you should friend her on Facebook. Because if somebody did that to me, I would be absolutely stoked. In fact, they have. Sean, who's previously been on the, the podcast, looked at my uh, Facebook profile and said, I want to be best friends with that girl. So it does happen. Yep. But it's very rare. It's happened. <laughs> Mostly you got to put yourself out there. And then, yeah, and the pre-context of that little anecdote was that I had briefly talked to her at another location where I said, hey, that's the girl I want to know. Mm-hmm. Here's my opportunity to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Actually go and do it. Mm. Find out her name. And then creepily stalk her on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it worked out fine. Yeah, no, it worked out great. We've been friends ever since. Mm. I think, like, we both have the advantage of being quite brave and, like, good initiators. Those are some, like, skills right there. I don't think everyone has those skills. you got to take that leap of faith sometimes. You do, because that could have ended fucking terribly. Like, she could have been like, you're a weirdo. Yeah, why is, is Jasmine messaging me about this? <laughs> <laughs> Delete. Delete. <laughs> and then would have been fine. I was like, yeah, oh, well, true. Uh, you, when you put yourself out there, you're going to get rejected sometimes. I used to be quite heavily involved in like the local Reddit meetup scene. Mm-hmm. And every time there was like a new person coming. And sometimes they were like, I really want to go, but I'm too shy to show up by myself. And so they would say that. And then someone else would volunteer to meet them beforehand, if like 10, 15 minutes beforehand, so they could arrive with someone. And oh, not feel nice. like they were walking up to a group of strangers. I definitely, I had that exact experience recently where there was a meetup and I was like, I just can't do this by myself. And then my friend met me. And even though he had to leave immediately after Mm. he met up with me, I was like, I'm okay now, actually. Mm. Yeah. It's very, very rare for someone to go to a meetup and regret going. They usually have a great time and they're glad they reached out and met people and had chats and then 
I found it valuable. Like, I always say, like, everything that you do in life has value. I even think that if you go on a date and it never gets past a first date, I still think it's valuable. Yeah? Because I recently had a conversation where someone disagreed with me about that. I mean, it depends what you, what you consider valuable to your, to your life. If you consider your time valuable, maybe you feel like it wasted your time. But it also gave you new perspectives on people. It's date practice. I think it's like, yeah, like a job interview that never goes anywhere. Yeah. My mum always says job interviews are great practice. Mm-hmm. And I had to go through a number of job interviews until I gained the confidence to walk into that one job interview and then knock out of the park and then have them take me on. Mm. But it's the same thing with meeting people. In my opinion, anytime you go on a date, anytime you meet up with somebody, all of that is good practice and good experience. Even if it's just like learning that oh I'm not interested in being friends with this person most of the time Mm. you're not gonna walk away from it being worse off no (laughs) and it could even be something simple like a good excuse to try that restaurant that you've been wanting to go to but you had no one to go to with totally so you can be like you want to go to this restaurant or this cafe or this bar and like sit with me in there so I'm not there by myself feeling awkward yeah not and then you've tried it, and you're like, now you know. Not that solo dating isn't the fucking tits. I highly recommend solo dating. I'm so into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I lot, there's... relish in going to dinner by myself. I used to do self-care by solo dating. Just when I was stressed out in other parts of my life, I could just go out and go get a hot chocolate and a slice of cheesecake. Yeah. Very useful. And I don't know, it also also to me like feels like a little bit incognito, like no one else knows I'm here. Mm. Just having like a nice little tree secret date with myself. It's awesome. <laughs> secret date. Secret date. I think feeling lonely is also fucking inevitable. So mm. one thing that we always talk about on this show is like your feelings are valid. And as you were saying before, the feeling is temporary. It's inevitable. Just don't shame yourself for feeling lonely be kind to yourself because that kind of comes into what i was saying before about self-love you've got to validate your feelings that's like rule number one still something i'm really struggling with sometimes i've been finding especially recently validating my feelings makes me feel so much more centered in myself and i was just thinking everyone has loneliness and everyone is lonely at some point and what better place to, like, confirm this with yourself but look at, like, music collections. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at Google Music, there's, like, three bands called Lonely. <laughs> lonely Boys, Loneliness, um, this Lonely Morning song, Only the Lonely, because I said, good song. There's a great song called, by Pink called Leave Me Alone, I'm Lonely. <laughs> oh, that's such a good song as well yeah. because it's, like, that push and pull, like, I want to be alone and then you feel lonely. I definitely get that. I, I feel like I swing like a pendulum. Like, I go from being very introverted and not wanting to see anyone to, like, feeling super lonely. And I've just kind of learned to live with that mm. extreme. And, like, at the moment, I'm at this upswing in the pendulum where I just want to see people and go out and do things and have fun and drink. And I've been really taking advantage. And I texted Julia. Julia? Julia <laughs> Gulia? Introducing Julia. <laughs> I texted my best friend who I did this podcast with, Julia, apparently, and I told you that I wanted to get lit, and then you're just like, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) We did, and it was awesome. Hell, we did. (laughs) Very funny night. I mean, so many artists have a song called Lonely, just Lonely as a title. Yeah. Demi Lovato, Akon, Britney Spears, Emily Sandy, King Diddy, B.B. King, Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight, 
Even some like called Ghostface Killer, you know. Oh yeah, Ghostface Killer. Benny Tippany, Pink, Ben Folds. So many people. I'm scrolling for ages. It's just lonely, 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 lonely. You get my point. Everyone's lonely. Even people who make a lot of money. And if you are feeling lonely, maybe make that lonely playlist and sing along to all the songs with lonely. <laughs> and feel not lonely. <laughs> hey, speaking of playlists and songs relating to feelings, like we're talking about breakup songs. Should we do like a shout out to... Yeah, yeah. Because we had a big response. We did. I was going to say my friend Sean, who's previously been on episodes and who has been on an episode. Sorry, your wonderful episode. And yeah, who I mentioned earlier, he actually sent me a whole playlist he made when he went through his last breakup. And I have been kind of weirdly like jamming to his tunes because (laughs) it's just fascinating to see this trajectory of um, I'm feeling like completely lost and miserable and sad after losing this person and then kind of doing that upswing to like the whole party for one kind of Kylie Rae Jepsen empowering tracks where you're like I'm back like I don't need you and then you're just going through this playlist I like went through kind of went through his journey with him and it was really fascinating to me and a lot of yeah and a lot of people has been responding to like what songs resonate with them when they go through a breakup yeah so let's shout them out our fan favorite meg and woman said alanis's marcette's narcissist and flinch were my go-to's for a while you guys mentioned so many lovely bittersweet songs i think all mine have been angry fuck you songs (laughs) hey i mean that's your style of breakup and when she said flinch i was like oh my god i forgot about flinch (laughs) i used to love flinch yeah great song um, Diana from Happily Ever Aftermath says, Don't Leave Me This Way by Thelma Houston. Tracks of My Tears by The Miracles and If You Leave Me Now by Chicago. Our real life friend and fan of the podcast, Emily, says that one of her favorite breakup songs is We're Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift. Very relatable song. Ashley, also a real life friend, who we were talking about earlier. Uh, what'd you put in there? A bit of an odd one, but you ought to know by Alanis Morissette. No, it's yeah, not an odd one. There's a fuck you genre. That's definitely in the fuck you. Yeah, I can see her being that kind of, that being her brand to break up. Johnny gave us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Johnny says, maybe by NERD, Los Ageless by St. Vincent. I think we talked about that album, didn't we? We did. Yeah, such a good album. Head's Gonna Roll by one of my absolute favorites, Jenny Lewis. For a recent album, um, This Is What You Wanted, Leonard Cohen, Cellophane by FKA Twigs, also quite a recent song with an amazing video clip. Ooh. Rider in the Dark by Lord, off probably one of the best breakup albums of recent times, Melodrama. True, yeah. Emily, another Emily, Emily Gott. I'm sure it's okay if we say the last names, I don't mm. know. Um, the Potential Breakup Song, apparently a Disney banger. I don't know that one. Oh, weird. <laughs> Brandy, who's one of my longtime internet friends. How relevant! Yeah. Um, Adam and Eve by Annie DeFranco. Was it Annie DeFranco? I never know. But throughout my whole friendship with her, she's shared me various songs by her that have been quite sort of sad, like amazing, like great ones. Oh, cool. Liz from the Nerdy Bitches podcast. <laughs> this is awesome. Shout out, Liz. When I got divorced, it was Celebrate. <laughs> Actually, when I walked out of the courthouse, I distinctly remember bursting into Leonard Skinner's Freebird. I wrote a blog with the same name. Nice. That's cool. Hadley says, Bereft's Man Song by Crash Test Dummies is cute. Okay. Did I say Test? Crash Test Dummies. Crash Test Dummies. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks for that feedback. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I should um, shout out some of the songs on Sean's playlist. Yes, do that. 
We've kind of a similar taste in music where there's a lot of pop music there. Some of my absolute favourites are on this list. Laugh It Off by Chelsea Jade, who I love. Robin, Missing You. Pretty sure I mentioned Robin on the... Robin is just incredible for her breakup songs. It Wasn't Me by Jenny Lewis again. Stay In Love by Plastic Plates. Wait by M83. Hunger by Florence and the Machine. I don't know if it's a K-pop or J-pop song. I've been obsessed with called Bad Boy by Red Velvet. It's very catchy. Um, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson, which we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, Movie Star by Roisin Murphy. Party for One, Carly Rae Jepsen. So one of my faves. Perfect Places, again from Melodrama. Um, If I Ever Feel Better by Phoenix. Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. And Can't Be Sure by Taishi. Yeah. Okay. Oh, also, other tip. If you're lonely, just listen to our podcast. We are the huge black back catalogue. Yes. And you are our friends. We'll be your friends. We are your friends. Yeah, we we are your friends. We are your friends. Never be alone again. (laughs) Everyone likes you. We're not out without you. We're not having fun. (laughs) Okay, if you're feeling lonely, I'm sorry. It's going to pass. Find a way to enjoy it somehow. Listen to our tips. Listen to us. Send you out hugs. And if you're feeling overwhelmed by friends, plan some time to yourself. Yeah, schedule that time for yourself. Go on a solo date. Fuck yes. You're not alone. You ain't lonely. You're just enjoying your own company. And have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. <laughs> we do very little planning. We do. But I like it like that. I like it like that a lot. I like it like that. You know I like it like that.